tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name is Don Blight. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, John, excited to be here on another jam-packed episode of Platinum Explosion. So much news we've got to talk about. That's Thanks good. for being here on this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much to talk about this week, to be completely honest. The, the annoying thing is, we we completely fucked by, and I I think I said last week that we we're probably going to get fucked, but that's that's kind of what's happening because the PlayStation Plus changes, of course, on launching, but they don't yes, even they? they don't even have a solid date. They say it's a it's a rollout between mm. I think Wednesday to Friday. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. So somewhere between the day this episode drops till Friday. It will begin rolling out. They're going to begin mm. switching people over. Like so, Transformers. Yes. They will transform your account into the Optimus mm. Deluxe Essentials, whatever version you are opting, yep. optimizing into. Um, which is exciting, and I wish we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Yeah, next week. Pretty confident next week. Pretty confident we'll be talking about it next week, but yeah, I mean that's the that's sort of the biggest thing that's happening this week, and it's the week after non E three is kind of finished. I guess it's the other thing, so I wouldn't be non E three is a is a lifestyle. I mean, it's it goes for a whole month. It's true. There's still more so. happening. It's like the we're in the, the but the bulk of it has happened. Uh, yeah, we're in the down week. We yeah, we're in a yeah a low week. Low week. That's fine. And the big announcement of one. Uh, uh, event is not PlayStation related, so no. But I will get into a room in a second because it's always fun. Also, if you came to this week's Platinum Explosion expecting us to talk about the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth news, mm. check out this week's Arcade Couch where we talk about it there. I didn't want to save it. I mean, they didn't no, announce it's PlayStation not. exclusive, but it is PlayStation exclusive. I mean, yeah. And it, is, it isn't surprising, really, when you think about pretty much every mainstream Final Fantasy recently has been PlayStation exclusive. Well, the funniest thing is um, Crisis Core Reunion uh, is on everything. Yes. Yes. So it's like, get hyped about Final Fantasy VII, but if you want to play the remake... You've got to play it on PlayStation. Or PC, I guess. Or PC, yeah. <laughs> Forget about the PC. Yeah, or PC, so. I guess. So, yeah, we did go over that, so that's something. Um, just quickly, again, I just want to run down in case people keep forgetting the information. This is what, if you're listening to this Wednesday morning and you're trying to decide what you want to, if you want to upgrade, if you want to do it, this is what you're going to... So your account will get moved over without you doing anything. PlayStation Plus will move your... Or PlayStation will move your account to PlayStation Plus Essential. That is going to be the name of the basic PlayStation Plus account. Now, I know you may be like, Dylan, you've been over this 10 times. We've also been over how confusing this is 10 times. So I just want to... Yes. <laughs> to try and help some people. PlayStation Plus Essential. That will happen. You don't need to do anything. That is your regular... PlayStation Plus, you get two free games a month, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, cloud storage, blah, 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 online play. play. So that's your regular, the money that's going to cost isn't going to change. That's going to cost you $79.95 a year. I'm just going to go off the 12-month cost. I'm not going to read all the because that's the one most people use, surely. 
$79.95 a year. That's what you're paying now. That's what you're going to continue to pay. PlayStation Plus Extra. So the extra part of this gets you access to a catalog of over 400 PS4 and PS5 games, including some PlayStation um, first-party titles like Ghost of Tsushima, um, and then there's some other stuff in there that, like... um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is I'm like sort of like, hey, I might be able to try that game yeah. if I want to, and other stuff like that. Um, and then the the big asterisk on this one is this is the tier where we maybe you may get some extra stuff because Stray when it launches is going to be free for those in PlayStation Plus extra tier. So we don't know if Stray's a precedent being set, but I'm going to say it probably is. I'm going to say that that this may be a tier where you're going to get that little bit of extra partnership especially when it comes to indie yes. games like stray you're probably going to get that in the extra tier category yeah so that one's going to cost you 134.95 a year 12 months extra so what's that extra 30 55 bucks roughly 55 bucks a year yes it's a bit of a jump <laughs> it's a bit of a jump extra 55 bucks look to boil it i mean you only need to play a couple games though to get maybe that fifty-five bucks, so like Stray's probably. I mean, really, when you you're paying fifty-five dollars for this entire catalog subscription, yeah, because you're already paying the seventy-nine, whatever. You're already paying eighty bucks for multiplayer plus your free games. Yeah. So you're paying an extra fifty-five for the catalog of four hundred games that will presumably grow and change, as well as stuff like Stray, which if you're going to play a lot Plus of these potentially indies, new release indie games. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to play those games like Stray, the get the, I think this will pay for itself in that twelve months. Like Stray's probably yes. going to be like thirty bucks or something anyway. So mm. at the, you only at that stage you're only twenty five bucks off paying for the subscription. Kind of. I mean, I, I, mm. I know people don't like talking about it like this way sometimes, where it's like, oh, that doesn't. Not really how it works out because you don't own the game. Um, I understand, but anyway. And then PlayStation Plus Deluxe. So this is the tier that we have made up for us because we don't have the... Um, what do they actually call the third tier in America? Um, premium, I think. Premium. Uh, yeah, premium. So we don't have premium because we don't get PlayStation... Because we got shit internet. Yes. We don't get streaming for PlayStation 3 <laughs> games. So we've got PlayStation Plus Deluxe, which gives you access to a catalogue of PS1, PSP, and PS2 games, um, which will presumably grow and change over time. This, at first, wasn't super exciting. Now, games like Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, and some other stuff I forgot have trophies. So there is now a precedent being set for some of these PS1 games to have trophies. Some of these PS2 games already have trophies. That was already a thing when I started at those Mm. PlayStation Store a couple of years back. Um, you also get access to game trials for things like Horizon Forbidden West and some of the shit I've already forgot as well. But you also get access to these game Cyberpunk. trials. Titan Titans Wonderlands. There you go. All that sort of stuff, game trials. So the price difference there is you're now paying $154.95 Australian a year for a 12-month subscription. So it is more than double, or no, it's a little bit short of double, sorry. A little bit less. Yes. It's $5 short, less than the, the close. It's basically double the PlayStation Plus Essential tier. And it is an extra, uh, what, 40, 20 bucks. 25, 20, 20 bucks on top. It's only a little bit more than extra, but it is 
a massive jump between essentials and dollars for what you're paying for there. This tier is for those, I doubt anyone's, again, I doubt anyone's going to move for this for the game trials. You're moving to this tier because you want access to those PS1, PSP, uh, PS2 games. That's why you're going to this tier. If none of that interests you, extra is probably going to be your go for that. $55 gets you access to that library. So everyone will get moved to a central automatically. You don't need to do anything. However, from there, figuring out how to get to extra and deluxe and how the amount of years subscription for PlayStation Plus you currently had on your profile will let you transfer into deluxe or extra. That is the part we've been discussing off and on and how confusing it's going to be. And I'm sure we'll dig into that and how our experiences <laughs> were on next week's episode of the show because I'm keen to see if I my several years just get eaten into the PlayStation ethos or whatever. So, But I'm going to be playing Siphonfield at some point this week. That's all I know. <laughs> Maybe the first thing I jump into. I don't know. Uh, let's get into a rumor. It, yeah, as we're saying, there's not much news this week, but there is rumor because there's always mm. fucking rumors. But this one has a little bit of stupid. So, uh, DualShock is right. PlayStation gearing up for God of War Ragnarok State of Play next week. Report. The last State of Play was held right before Summer Games Fest, making the onset of the E3 season, which is awaited by fans across the globe. When it comes to the event itself, it managed to gain a quite a polarized response from the community. While a part of the fan base considered one of the best states of play ever, others believe it was lacking on multiple fronts. Some believe that there was too much emphasis on VR, while the main reason remained to be the absence of God of War Ragnarok. According to Tom Henderson, who's quite a reliable leaker in the gaming industry, we could be getting a new state of play next week. There are multiple reasons, reasons cited for the same, the most pivotal of them being the fact that Bloomberg has reported that God of War Ragnarok will be getting a release date this month. Considering the scale of the game and the hype around it, if it is indeed true, which is very much possible, considering how accurate Bloomberg reports have been, then we're getting a state of play before the end of the month in all probability. So his tweet says, evidence of a state of play next week. Gran Turismo producer says an update on the game is coming next week. Apparently this is a substantial update to Gran Turismo. Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg has said that God of War release date is coming this month. We have a week left in the month. And Sony is apparently set to reveal some hardware. This is to do with the leaked uh, rumors of a pro controller, which I'll get to in a moment as well. So they're the three things. What do you reckon, Ash? Stay to play next week? Too soon? No? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think it's crazy to think there would be a state of play or potentially a showcase in the next month, week or two. I think probably, you know, I don't know if next week it will definitely be the case. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, I don't think they're in any rush to release in a release date. They really don't need to have this massive lead in, I don't think. Uh, so they can leave it pretty late depending on when they're going to actually release the game. <laughs> We're predicting yeah, November. God of War's not coming out until next year. It's, it's going to be this year. <laughs> you know, we got the shot of, you know, um, Corey work, playing, doing something on his PlayStation. Yeah, I saw that. You know? What it was, his tweet was just a picture of a controller. I was like, playing something yeah. exciting right now, or, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, playing God of War Ragnarok, mm -hmm. practicing a level so he can play it live on stage. <laughs> 
on this in this pre-recorded session. Would he be unlikely to be in front of the live stage? I don't know if he would be playing. He's not the director or anything. I mean, just because he's the the, kind of the face of the company at the moment. Yeah, no, that's that's the interesting thing with this game. I feel like he's the face, right? Um, Mm. A lot of people. How many people do I can still think he's the one that's doing the game? I don't realize it's oh so many. Yeah, probably. I assume he's played. He probably heavily involved in story and that kind of stuff. I would imagine. I presume he has his, like, input, but he's not, like, a writer. He's not a narrative designer. He's not a director. Oh, he's, yeah. like, not... He's... I think he's probably just, what, in a... He's just a studio position. Like, he's not... I don't think he's creatively involved at all with the with the project. Are you trying to double-check me? Off. Yeah, call me on my... No, I was just yes. wondering... <laughs> who wrote God of War? Do you know what I mean? What, the first one? Yeah. Or this one? The Corey. first one. Yeah, Corey was one of the three writers... Yeah, I don't think he's writing this one, though. Did he say the writer? Uh, no, it's just got Matt Sophos. Matt Sophos. Who... Uh, was one of the three writers on the original three. one. Yeah. So whether or not there's someone else with him or it's just him. TBD. TBD. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I Produce. produce. <laughs> is it, yeah, producer Sorry. makes sense. But, yeah. Pro- producer in a game is... What the? F- Why are you two weeks behind on this fucking asset over? You get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like that's like yeah. Um, but I mean, they. Uh, Neil Neil Druckmann had nothing to do with any of the projects they talked, or barely anything to do with all the projects he showed up for Summer Games Fest. So true. To me, that's true. But I mean, it was a remake. It wasn't like a creatively new thing. Like he's the. Yeah. You could have had the game director, though. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they had Neil Druckmann, the face of Naughty Dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, this state of play stuff all adds up to me. I feel like the like God of War is definitely going to get its release date revealed in a state of play. If Jason Schreier is saying it's happening this month, well, yeah, it's literally one week left of the month. Like, unless they announce it randomly for this week, they've got until, what, our fr- Friday's the first for us, but for America... Uh, Move forward a day, so they could like it could be Friday. It, for but us. it could be our Friday next week. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if they want to, if if Jason Schreier wants to be right and not get it happen, <laughs> it happens on the like, which is crazy because apparently the Nintendo Direct is meant to be that week as well. So yeah, I don't from, know. Based on rumors, yeah. So Nintendo has a direct happening this week for one league games, and then there's rumor that they'll do a normal direct next week. I don't know. But the thing is, we could talk about all this, and it's only literally between recording and posting tomorrow morning. It's like, direct, uh, state of play happening Thursday. Like, they, they yep. don't have, like, major lead-ins, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, cool. I don't know about this Gran Turismo big news. I don't know. The only reason like, Gran Turismo- hey, we fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason big Gran Turismo news would be in a state of play is if, I guess, Sony's still trying to- push that game but like there's a level of me that's like that's not really state of play worthy that's a like you've i think it is you reckon it is do you reckon if they're adding new features or like the when i make an announcement about some sort of special tournament they're doing or i'll say it depends you know? if it's a tournament or something i'm gonna say no if, if, if it's like a major it depends i think it just we'll have to wait and see what it is and guess what you can buy more cars yeah for more money yeah um, and then the other part, the pro controller stuff. So, Tryhard Guys has this report. 
that a lot of people have been reporting on. But this is written by Tom Henderson. Uh, official PlayStation 5 controllers coming soon, hardware details. Right, Sony is working on a genuine professional controller for PlayStation 5, and the company will reveal new hardware in the coming weeks, sources have claimed. It's believed the code name of the controller is Hunt, which will have several interesting features, including removable analog sticks, trigger stops, and rear buttons, flappy paddles. Uh, these claims of such hardware alongside pictures of the alleged prototype, which has been sent under the condition that the pictures are not published and the source remains anonymous. Pictures of the controller keep the classic PlayStation 5 style, but show a few key differences. One of the biggest changes is buttons under the analog sticks, which allow you to completely remove the analog sticks and their components, which Sony is referring to as removable stick units. This presumably means you'll just be able to stick a unit rather than a new controller if it develops stick drift, where your analog stick drifts one direction without moving. Another feature includes trigger stops at the back of the controller. In addition to flappy paddles buttons, they have become increasingly popular over the years with players turning to companies such as Scuff Gaming and Nacon for such controllers. The prototype also features grips to help hold the controller, which also seems to be removable. According to the same source, it's also been said that the PS5 controller, which has been referred to as the PS5 Pro controller and casual conversation, will have significant software upgrades. It's unclear when exactly the new controller will be revealed, with the source simply saying it should be soon. However, it's understood by several sources that Sony is set to unveil several news bits of hardware at the end of this month, not a new console, but it's unclear whether or not the lineup will reveal this new controller. Um, do you have any interest in a Pro controller? I'm going to say you don't. Not really, especially if it's like double the price of the current controller. Um, but, you know, I'm sure people who invested in the back button for the PS4 and like were super <laughs> like use that a lot for a lot of different things uh, will be super happy to have that option return. I was yeah. like, I wonder if I still have the back button. Like, I do. <laughs> Hey! Yeah. Hey! Shout outs to the back Maybe we can finally get some Apex wins again. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Can't win without this baby. So, like a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> they really <laughs> fucked me on that one. I got so used to it, and then they took it away. That's what you're yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would have interest in this. I, I have an Xbox Elite controller, fantastic controller. Um, I don't use the full feature set because a lot of it like, depends on the games and stuff like that, but that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't feel like... If you're someone who's like, oh, I wouldn't like, I don't play fighting games. I don't like, I mean, you don't need to have to, to really get into the minutia to get the full, mm. um, like ability out of the controller. Like just as a build level, the Elite controller feels so much nicer. So if the PlayStation controller is going to be the same sort of thing, like just, you, it feels premium, you know, like it has that, yep. that level of quality to it. Um, being able to stake, take, lift the, uh, the, tr- what the fuck are we call it? Thumbs? The, knobs what the, the fuck removable stick units. removable stick units, yeah being able to do that like even that on the xbox controller for instance like i've only changed them twice between when i was playing um using uh like playing ori in the blind forest i switched them for that and then otherwise i've switched them back to normal ones because I, I found it a little bit easier um but otherwise being able to lift them out and just like clean it easily that is like a super like if that's all you use them for that's still super helpful and help you maintain your your controller over a longer period of of time and then also some people may so on the back uh you can so on the xbox controller i presume the playstations would be very similar there's like um a little switch for like three different stop points for the triggers so you can have them where they're you know like really loose so you have to push them all the way in 
or you can have them where you, you only just like press them in and that's it. Like that's the, the it adds that extra bit of pressure. So for some people, if you're playing like racing games or something like that, you may need that full control. And then maybe if you're playing a shooter, if it's like short, you can like, da, 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 you know what I mean? Like, so, and that's, you may or may not have the interest in that. It may be a thing where you don't realize you would use it until you've got your hands on one. But I definitely feel like PlayStation getting into the market of a pro controller is really good because there's a lot of companies that have done the job for them up until now. You know, a lot of these third party um, controller companies, you, I go into JB Hi-Fi or whatever, and there's a bunch of, you know, wannabe P, uh, DualSense pro controllers out there mm. that apparently are pretty good from what I, I've seen people like write or review for some of them. And people are like, these are pretty good or whatever. But the fact is that the Xbox first party one still the the be all end all and sony's just hasn't been in that market so i feel like it's a good idea for them to get, to get into it and i could see this being something revealed in a uh, state of play as well because when xbox has revealed both of theirs the first and then the second and everything that's always been in a um xbox event showcase thing or whatever they haven't just dropped that on a playstation uh, xbox blog post or something like it's been during a showcase that they they reveal these things and it's usually met with positive reaction from people so i feel like the same would be for a, a dual sense pro controller um and then the only other thing gaming wise talk about this week is uh to do with little destruction all stars which is still a game push square writes playstation plus relaunch triggers modes and events for destruction all stars so as destruction all stars rolls out onto playstation plus extra PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers as part of the service's launch. Lucid Games is looking to capitalize on its new potential player base with more modes and events. Starting on the 22nd of June 2020, so that's the day it's well, around when it's launching here in Australia, um, a new Rise event will go live containing a new game mode, challenges, and an All-Star Pass event, a brand new Destruction All-Stars. And they're planned as... Ugh, and three are planned so far. Each lasts six weeks and will always include either a new game mode or playlist along with another all-star pass to work through. For example, the new mode launching alongside the Rise event is called Jump Shot. Quote, it's a team-based game mode that requires you to think fast on your feet and behind the wheel as you score points with the help of your team, end quote, uh, from George Rule on the marketing team. Two further events will follow in the coming months, Unite on 10th of August 2022 and Survive on 28th of September. If you played the game before, it's inclusion in PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium slash Deluxe. Don't forget that Destruction All-Stars was part of the old PlayStation Plus at launch, that you'll be treated to a Founders Pack for free. This contains some exclusive cosmetics. Um, I feel like this is a good idea because we liked the game at launch and whatever else, but it kind of just died off and they didn't do a very good job at um, maintaining... Uh, content to keep the game new fresh exciting you know all those sorts of things that you need to for this sort of game and the player base i guess would have dwindled after that initial like wave of here you can try it out and then if anyone else wanted to try it like a month later and they had to buy it no one was going to buy that game no one was going to buy that game i don't think <laughs> i want to meet someone who actually paid money for that game <laughs> you know what i mean um to put a pre-order down yeah he put a pre <laughs> something like that so i want to meet them um, but yeah, I feel like this is good. Like uh, a new event, like they've they've got at least up until September planned with a bunch of stuff here, ranging modes, um, brand new events and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. I feel like this is pretty good. I don't know if I, I mean, maybe I jump in, try it, try it out again. We did enjoy playing it. I just don't know. It depends what else is, is going up. But um, in general, I feel like this is cool. Maybe, maybe it could be a turnaround story because more people will potentially try it now. Everyone's going to have access to it. Well, I feel like a lot of people are going... I f 
I feel like a lot of people are going to upgrade the extra around the world. I, mm. I feel like a lot of people are going to upgrade the extra, and this is going to be in extra. So, was this PS5 exclusive, or was it also on PS4? No, five. Okay, maybe. Obviously, it was only a PS Plus that first month, so. Yeah, exactly. So, and then it's like after that, that, that player brace wasn't going to grow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No one was going to buy it. <laughs> no one was yeah. going to buy it. To be perfectly honest, I'm struggling to remember what the actual gameplay of Destruction All Stars was. It's yeah. been that long, <laughs> and my memory of it is well, the cork, not great. The cork mode we played, you just had to like it was, it was like a Destruction All. It's just destruction. destruction. Like you just had to. It like, was like a mini burnout kind of. <laughs> You just had to smash cars in the first to yeah. like X smash like the most destroyed cars on the team one or whatever, right? I think one or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they've got, they if they want to push it hard and like, I guess the other thing will be placement. I feel like that's like going to be the unspoken thing about a lot of these games. Like, where are they going to place it on the PS Plus store? So it's is it going to get a prominent spot where? Mm. Like, hey, check out Destruction All-Stars, new content. Like, one of the first five or six games you see when you bring up the menu or whatever it's going to be. Um, then my, people might be willing to give it a go. Uh, I mean, if there's a player base there and it's quick to get into matches, then maybe we'll jump back in. Um, if a lot of the... It felt like a lot of the story content they wanted to do was behind a paywall, so whether that's yeah, opened up... Change changed i don't know but yeah it'll be interesting to see i don't think it's gonna have i mean they've lasted this long so i mean who knows True. Yeah. i mean it, it, it is kind of impressive that what we're two almost two years in now it didn't come out no, it'd be launch, like a year though, and a half so. yeah it's probably like a year and a bit and it's a multiplayer game only on one console only on ps5 and still chugging along i mean that's reasonably impressive yeah considering you know, some of these games drop on PC and they're like dead within a month. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing that like, if you like, as for the promotion part, if you go on Steam, for example, they have quite often that featured like rolling part at the top will mm-hmm. be promoting games that have events happening or sales for publishers or whatever. But then on top of that, quite often you open Steam, it'll like also pop up. It'll be like a major like promotion or event. Like, you'll get a little pop-up window that's like, hey, this thing, 80% off. Or like, hey, this game's free this week. Like, or this game's free this weekend. Do you want to fucking try that shit? You know, like yeah. Sony's store doesn't have a equivalent thing. I almost feel like they should use the app more. Like, unless people, because the thing with the app is, I guess, and you can obviously choose on your phone to opt out of notifications. That's fine. Yeah, for a lot of people won't be bothered or don't know how or are too lazy to turn them off. I mean, I leave a lot of notifications off for stuff that I should probably just turn off because I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. But like, they should maybe have the app popping up and be like, hey, here's the thing. You know, you click here's on it, thing. it takes you. Even if it is what everybody wants, and it's just hey, something on your wish list is on sale. Yeah, well, it does that now. It does. Yeah, yeah it does that now. I think. I'm dreaming. Okay. I, I, I need a wish sure list. Yeah. Start wish listing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be like stuff on wish lists is on sale. Yeah. So that's helpful. They should start using the app more though. Cause I feel like that's the thing. Like don't rely on people turning on the console. Cause by the time most people turn on their consoles, I feel like a very high percentage, if they feel to do research into it, it's like most people turning on the console, they already know what they want to play, you know? So they're turning on their console. They're probably going straight to the game they want to play. Whereas the app, 
people have their phones on all day. They, they're happy to like get a notification and be like, hey, check out this game. You know, this, do you want to play Destruction All Stars? And you click on it and someone's like, oh yeah, I might check that out tonight. They click download, they send to their mm. console. And then when they get home from work, then they turn on their console and they jump into Destruction All Stars. It's actually an interesting point. I'd be wondering what the breakdown is of how people buy their games. Is it through the console? Is it through the app on mobile? Is it on PC? I'm going to presume the, the store. very high percentage is still the store. I reckon people using the app, I'm going to have to assume has grown slightly with the how easier it is now than like say like, yeah. the old one and stuff like that. But I'd still say most people just buy via the... But I mean, the app's pretty good. Like I, 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 um, I think the app, like, and they should continue to focus on building and making the app better and stuff like that. Because I think that's the, that's the, that's the future. That's the future. I feel like people would, if the app was more promoted and easy to use, and like you, you taught people and showed them how much easier it was to use, more people mm-hmm. would slowly begin to use the app to browse the store only. Like a lot, or maybe even get closer to like 50 50 or something like that. Cause I feel like a okay. lot of people would be more likely to browse the PlayStation store while they're taking a shit at work. You know what I mean? They get, come home and. Yeah. Like to be blunt, you know what I'm saying though? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like it just. <laughs> <truthful>. <laughs> Let's get into some PlayStation Productions news. Got one little tidbit. Um, <laughs> weird one. Uh, Pushka, Newell Blomkamp's Gran Turismo movie speeds the cinemas on the 11th of August, 2023. Um, so <laughs> I just want to start, before we even dig into more of this, the fact that we talked about this a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, and was like, man, I can't believe this is a movie. And now it's like, here's a release date. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then we get into the synopsis, and that's the same thing. Uh, previously announced Grand Turismo movie adaptation with District 9's Neil Blomkamp that in the directorial chair will speed the cinemas on the 11th of August 2023. The flick, which was said to be in early production last month, has been penned by Jason Hole and will be based upon a true story. No casting announcements have been made. Quote, The film is the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Grand Turismo player whose gaming skill won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race driver. End quote, deadline reports. It's not clear which of the GT Academy alumni this will be based on, but there are a handful of candidates, including Lucas Ordonez and Jan Mardobono. Uh, Sony tried to get a movie based of Ordonez off the ground about a decade ago, but never materialized. Off the of note, though, filmmaker Dana Brutendi was involved in the original pitch and will serve as a producer on this new film, alongside Doug Belgrade and PlayStation Productions Assad Quizbash and Carter Swan. Um, is this this is not what we were expecting at all when we when we talked about uh, any and all ideas? I think when we was talking about pitches for this thing, this is not what we had at all. So. The one that, that they're presuming the film will be uh, based on, um, where's it? So, Lucas Ordenez uh, is a Spanish race car driver who entered professional racing by winning a spot in PlayStation 3 Gran Turismo competition, racing for Nissan in the 2009 GT4 European Cup season. He secured a podium finish in his first event, two race 
Blech. Two race wins towards the end of the season, securing him joint second place overall. In 2011, he, his team came in second in the 24 hours of Le Mans. Le Mans. Uh, Ordans began 2012 by taking the role, the lead role driver in this old gamer car at the Dubai 24 hours team. And then in the 24, uh, 2012, 24 hours of Nur- Nuremberg, Nuremberg race, he, he also competed. Um, so this is, um, that's the person they reckon it's going to be based on. I think the, the <laughs> this is not what I expected, but I think it's actually a pretty, um, it's it's a really good idea for a movie. It's mm-hmm. not at all what anyone's going to be expecting when they see Gran Turismo movie on like a movie poster or anything like that, though. I don't think. But as far as like a, I don't know what you would expect. I would expect like <laughs> a, 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 I don't know. I feel like also the problem with this is, I think this is a really good, cool story, right? You know, someone who mm-hmm. uh, loves Gran Turismo takes their love of racing the video game and turns it into actually racing cars and does, like, well at that. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. I feel like the problem is also going to be a lot of people are going to watch trailers for this and stuff and, like, think it's a joke, especially if the trailer opens with, you know, someone sitting in, like, a, you know, like, imagine you're sitting in the, the chair set up and, yeah. eh, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then it's someone watching Twitch is like, wow, he's a really good driver. Yeah. I've got this crazy idea. We've got one more spot left yeah. on this team. Yeah. You just got to hope that Blomkamp- It's a good script. <laughs> yeah, the script and direction treats it right. Because I feel like, yeah, the material, even though it's based on a true story, I feel like it could very easily turn into just being silly and something that, yeah. Turn into a Hallmark movie, yeah. Yeah. So that's wrong. But what do you think now that we know that what this is about? Do you think this is a good idea? Like this- is interesting now. Or? I mean, it's, it's as good an idea for a tra- Gran Turismo movie as you probably could have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it utilizes the name brand in some way that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't. It it doesn't really fit because it's going to just become a racing game, uh, a racing movie about actual race cars rather than you know the cars you would come to expect in Gran Turismo, like high ends, like cool cars you can buy. And that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's gonna like, be specifically tailored boot cars. Yeah, it's it's less. That's the thing, though. It's like it's not really a movie based on like the game. It's a it's just a true story. Like it's yeah. just a there's a true story that has grand tr- to do with Grand Turismo. It's not it's not a, a video game adaptation. Yes, I wouldn't call this that at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can call it a video game adaptation. No, it's just a true story. They're just going to call it Grand Turismo. Yeah, which is fair because you can't really adapt Grand Turismo into a video uh, into a movie. There's no story there. Which yeah, is the, which is the thing, I guess. All right. Okay, look forward to watching that next year. I guess they're going to start filming soon because, bloody hell, maybe August next year. It's, we'll see. <laughs> Supercharging that outdoor if they reckon they're going to hit that release date. All right. Um, I, well, I guess the other thing quickly I'll say is I guess maybe that's why they want to, if they want to keep Gran Turismo, like if they think the movie will do well, then help keep the game like in the people's minds. Like help- Maybe they casting news. Who's going to star in Gran Turismo? That's, that's going to be in a state of play. Maybe. I mean, 
if, they, if it's coming out next year, maybe. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? Jaden Smith, starring Chris. No, I thought he was going to say Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's know comments, questions, concerns you have about this week's episode. Who you think will be cast as? Um, what the fuck is his last name? I already forgot. Sorry. Whatever his name is. Uh, that dude. I uh, in the movie. By tweeting at us, joining our Discord, explosionhub.com slash Twitter, explosionhub.com slash Discord. Um, tell me off for not being a massive racing super fan that knows all these people's names. I'm sorry. If you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to explosionhub.com slash support to donate as little as a dollar. And until next week, where we'll be talking about the PlayStation Plus changes and all that sort of stuff, maybe a state of play. Uh, remember, every trophy counts. <laughs>